Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Talking Chop Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you are having a great start to your day. It is the second day in which the Braves will not be playing a game, a rarity when it comes to the second half of the season. But it is a day to at least be happy because both the Phillies and Mets lost, and even when they don't play, the Braves were able to extend their lead to five games over the Phillies and seven games over the Mets. Of course, you can find the show at Talking Chop as part of the Talking Chop Podcast Network. You can find all the great content at TalkingChop.com from Talking Chop, as well as at Talking Chop across all forms of social media. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. So the Braves obviously had yesterday off, though obviously several of the minor league teams were playing. So if you were a Braves fan, you at least had some sort of Braves action to enjoy. But the big news from the night was the fact that the Phillies faced it off against the Rays, as well as the Mets faced it off against the Giants. Both teams lost. And so the Braves were able to see their division lead go from four and a half over the Phillies and six and a half over the Mets to now five games over the Phillies and seven games over the Mets. The big big development of that is that despite the fact that the Braves lost two straight to the Yankees, they really have not lost any ground as of now because of the fact that the Phillies have now lost both their games against the Rays. And so now the Braves enter today Five games up on the Phillies, as well as seven games up when it comes to the Mets. However, this is where the schedule starts to go a bit more in the Phillies' favor than it does the Braves. A stark contrast from where the past few weeks have been, where the Braves have certainly done an amazing job beating teams that they should beat, going over an easy schedule versus the Nationals, versus the Marlins, versus the Orioles. Now, with the Braves having the Giants and the Dodgers ahead of them, the Phillies on their end, they're starting a four-game series against the Diamondbacks. And this is where the schedule, again, goes in the Phillies' favor a bit more than the Braves. Over the weekend, the Phillies will play four games against the Diamondbacks. After that, starting next week, they'll play three games against the Nationals, and then they'll play three games against the Marlins. So an easy part of the schedule for the Phillies. After that series against the Marlins, the Phillies do have a two-game series against the Brewers, but then they play the Rockies and the Cubs, and then after that, 
the Mets. So from now through the middle of September, this is where the Phillies schedule really starts to work to their benefit. We had talked about it even a few weeks ago towards the beginning of August. One of the big things that we were going to need to watch out for as Braves fans is that while we were certainly enjoying in mid-August, and we'll again get to enjoy it in mid-September, it's the Phillies who had one of, if not the easiest schedules in Major League Baseball. And now, basically over the next three weeks, that's really when it starts to go into their favor. As a matter of fact, the Phillies, the next time that they play, besides the Brewers, a team that has a clear outlook for the playoffs, actually the only team that the Phillies play the rest of their schedule, besides the Brewers, that have a clear eye on the playoffs, are the Braves. That's how easy the Philly schedule is. Again, they play the Diamondbacks. They'll then play the Nationals. They'll then play the Marlins. After playing the Brewers for two games on September 7th as well as September 8th, they have four games against the Rockies, three games against the Cubs, three games against the Mets, three against the Orioles, four against the Pirates, and then they'll close out their season against the Braves. So it really could not work out better in terms of the Phillies' schedule for them to be able to have an easy road in front of them when it comes to their competition. Obviously, the Braves having a five-game lead on them right now certainly gives the Braves a bit of a cushion. And the Braves do have another stretch in which they can continue to obviously to have an easy time obviously keeping pace or maybe even extending their lead. After the Giants come to Atlanta for three games, and the Braves then head out west to face the Dodgers, the Braves will will then be facing the Rockies, who despite their record are a very hard home team to beat. But following that series against the Rockies, the Braves have the Nationals, the Marlins, and then the Rockies at home for three straight series. So the Braves do have another stretch during September themselves where it's more than manageable. But at the end of the day, the Braves have a five-game lead that they certainly obviously have earned and that they can certainly enjoy. But this stretch run, this road to the playoffs through the NL East, this division race is far from over. Though the Phillies have struggled at times against teams that they should beat, if they get on any type of streak that the Braves just enjoyed throughout much of August, the Braves are certainly going to have to keep pace to keep that cushion that they're enjoying right now. So the Phillies, the ease of their schedule really starts this weekend against the Diamondbacks, and with the Braves having to face the Giants than the Dodgers, the Braves are going to have to keep up a bit with the Phillies in terms of making sure this stretch against the Giants and the Dodgers, it does not result in a significant loss of the division lead for the Braves. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. As I mentioned, this certainly is an odd occurrence for the Braves in the second half of their schedule where they have two games off in the middle of a homestand in late August. But it is going to be beneficial for the Braves with how their schedule lines up over the next 10 days. Obviously, they welcome the Giants 
to Truist Park starting tomorrow night, and then they'll head out west to the Do- to face the Dodgers and then the Rockies for seven straight games. So after today's off day, the Braves actually don't have their next off day until a week from Monday, and it's a bit odd because when the Braves play after the Braves play the Giants to finish out the weekend here in Atlanta, they travel. They'll finish off this series on Sunday, and then they'll be in L.A. for Monday night for their series against the Dodgers to, to start. So no off days like you typically would see before the Braves finish a homestand and then head out west. Their next off day isn't until after they complete this West Coast trip. So again, a big, big thing for the Phillies and the Braves is that, yes, the Braves do have that five-game cushion in the NL East, but it's a bit of a reverse of fortune. The Braves are going to certainly have a tough way of a tough way of going over the next 10 days, while the Phillies are going to have a bit easier time in terms of the quality of their opponents. You certainly do hope the Braves will be able to take advantage of the opportunity and maintain pace in the NL East. But the other thing that really stands out about the next week is who the Braves will be playing. Once again, in a playoff stretch in some way, shape, or form, it's the Dodgers and the Giants that the Braves will once again be facing. And yes, this next week is not the playoffs itself, but it certainly is a big stretch that I think will play a big part in just how likely it is the Braves will continue to have their cushion in the NL East. This probably is the Braves' toughest stretch of games for the rest of their season. And if they can maintain their division lead right now through the next two series, that's going to even be a bigger boost for them to be able to maintain it throughout September. But the reason why I say that it's a bit ironic, for lack of a better word, that it's the Giants and the Dodgers that the Braves have to go through to really make sure they continue having a very good chance to make the playoffs, is that it seems like that those teams, along with the St. Louis Cardinals, always seem to pop up in the Braves' playoff pursuits. As a matter of fact, since the year 2000, with how many times the Braves have been in the playoffs, there have been four teams that have actually eliminated the Braves multiple times since the year 2000. The Dodgers have actually done it three times. They've done it three out of the past four times, 2020, 2018, as well as 2013. But the Car- the Cardinals have done it three times as well, obviously the latest being in 2019. The Astros did it in back-to-back years in the mid-2000s, but it's the Giants who also did it in 2010 and I believe 2002. So there have been four teams that since the year 2000 have eliminated the Braves multiple times, and two of those four teams are the Dodgers and the Giants. And the crazy thing is, is that with how this year's playoffs are set up, Whoever wins the NL West will obviously have the best record in the National League. Whoever doesn't will win the wild card. It will will have a good chance of winning the wild card. So once again, if the Braves are right now lined up to likely face the Brewers in the NL Division Series, that means that if the Braves get past the first round of the playoffs, they'll likely be facing the Dodgers or the Giants again in the NLCS. It seems amazing that it's been the same three or four teams, basically the Braves, the Giants, the Dodgers, and the Cardinals, who always seem to be there to face each other when they're in the playoffs. It's ironic that the Braves not only will possibly have to face that in the playoffs again, but to 
But to continue having as good of a chance to make the playoffs as they do right now, they're going to have to go through the Giants and the Dodgers over the next two series. It's obviously going to be a fun ride. Hopefully it will lead to some good success, and hopefully it will lead to a more than manageable lead in the NL East. Can't thank you enough for joining us here on the Daily Hammer, part of the great cast of a podcast at Talking Chop. Of course, you have the Talking Chop podcast with Brad Rowland and Scott Coleman, the Road to Atlanta podcast with Eric Cole, Matt Powers, Garrett Spain, and others. All the podcasts, all the written content from Talking Chop can be found at TalkingChop.com as well as at Talking Chop across all forms of social media. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at SAC on Twitter. Brad Rowland will be with you tomorrow to preview the series against the Giants. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you again soon here on the Daily Hammer. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G Podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts.